There are lots of different forms of cardio that are popular today. Cardio methods. There's HIIT training. There's Tabata workouts. There's circuits, intervals, steady state cardio. Which one is right for you? Which one is going to help you get to your goals faster? We're going to go over all of this in today's episode. Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, Coach Sarah here. Welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about cardio. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I'm a huge proponent of strength training. I think that strength training is incredibly valuable and that everybody needs to be doing some form of strength training. So it might seem a little interesting that we're going to be cardio-focused today, but cardio is very important as well. We need to be doing both. So what I want to spend today's episode talking about are the different types of cardiovascular exercise that are popular today. We're going to go over three different types. We're going to go over HIIT training or high-intensity interval training. We're going to go over a more specific form of HIIT training called Tabata. And then we're also going to go over steady-state cardio. I'm going to give you a brief overview of each, talk to you about why you should do one over the other, and which one might work best for you and your specific goals. I utilized several different resources in my research for this episode, and I will link to each article that I utilized in the show notes of this episode. So if you go to nextstepfitness.com forward slash 35, you'll find a very informative article on each type of cardio that I'm going to go over today. I really encourage you to check out those articles if you're interested in learning more about each cardio type, or if you have any additional questions. Again, you can Access the articles that I used for this episode at nextstepfitness.com forward slash 35. So we'll go ahead and get started with LIS or low intensity steady state cardio to kick us off. Basically what this is, is you will be performing a cardio exercise. So when I talk about cardio exercises, I mean exercises that are specifically designed to get your heart rate and your lungs moving a little bit faster. So we want your breath to be a little bit faster. We want your heart rate to increase because what we are doing is we are helping our heart and lungs to learn how to operate more efficiently. Every single time that we perform exercise, we want our body to adapt. We want our bodies to become more efficient. And so when we are doing cardio exercise, we're working our cardio heart pulmonary lung system. So we're working our heart and lungs. We're looking to improve the quality of our blood flow. We want our blood flow to be more efficient. We want our lungs and heart to operate more efficiently. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about cardio-based exercises. Some typical cardio exercises are walking, jogging, running, all those different volumes of walking, walking, jogging, running. You can also row, bike, hike, all kinds of different activities. So when we are performing these activities in a LIS fashion or low intensity steady state fashion, what that means is that we are performing the exercise at a moderate to low effort 
for a long period of time, typically 30 minutes or more, but that time does vary depending on the person. So what are the pros of doing um, steady state cardio? Why would you want to do it? One of the biggest reasons to do it is if you are training for a particular event or sport that is steady state cardio based. A great example of this would be if you're looking to run a long distance race like a 5K, 10K, half marathon or beyond. If you are looking, if that is your goal to work towards that, then you need to be working on developing that skill. Steady state cardio, you need to have your body operating at a lower intensity rate for a very long period of time if you're training for one of those longer distance races. So steady state cardio would be ideal for these types of people. Also, steady state cardio does have a little bit of a lesser impact in terms of wear and tear on the body. Because it's at a lower intensity rate or more of a moderate um, intensity rating, steady state for a long period of time, you're not, it's not going to be as impactful on the body. So people that really can't tolerate more high impact activity, steady state cardio is a great option for them. Now, what are some of the cons of steady state cardio? The thing that I'm going to focus on more in terms of cons for steady state cardio is goal specific. Again, every decision we make in terms of our activity, I want it to be goal specific. So if you're working towards a fat loss goal, steady state cardio isn't the best option for you. And I'm going to explain why. When you are looking to lose fat, we and I've gone over this in other episodes, we want our body to be in a caloric deficit. It's It's difficult to do this when you are doing steady state cardio because of our body's ability to adapt. And what I mean by this is as we become more efficient at an activity, we actually require less energy to perform that activity. I go into this in greater detail all the way back in episode two of the podcast, The Key to Unlocking Fat Loss. If you're interested in learning more about this specifically, I would suggest checking that out. You can go to nextstepfitness.com forward slash two to listen to that episode, The Key to Unlocking Fat Loss. But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to say that if fat loss is your goal, steady state cardio is not the best option for you. Because like I said, as your body becomes more efficient at the activity, it's going to require longer and longer periods of time performing the activity to get the same benefit in terms of putting yourself in a calorie deficit. So that is LIS or low intensity steady state cardio. The next one I would like to go over is HIIT training. H-I-I-T, that also stands for High Intensity Interval Training. This one has become incredibly popular over the last couple years. Basically what this is, again, this is cardio specific, so you're going to take a cardio activity and you're going to be performing intervals. That means that you're going to have a period of work at a high intensity, high intensity interval training, followed by a period of rest. Now, these intervals will vary from workout to workout, or they could also vary during the workout itself. I really like HIIT training for my clients. I like to put in an interval of HIIT at the end of people's workouts if they don't have a specific cardio day, because it gives you a big benefit in terms of cardiopulmonary adaptation or getting the heart and lungs working fast in a very short period of time. 
So HIT is all about getting a lot of work done in a short period of time. It provides all of the benefits that cardiopulmonary work provides, like um, improvements in blood pressure, cardiovascular health, insulin sensitivity, and cholesterol. This is Those are the benefits generally of exercise, cardiopulmonary exercise specifically, but resistance training as well provides so many benefits like this. And HIT training will give you these benefits in less time. Perfect for people who are busy, who don't have a lot of time to perform the, the longer, lower intensity cardio. You're going to get the same benefit utilizing HIT training in a much shorter period of time. I think that's one of the reasons why it's so popular is that you can get the same benefit in less time. And we're all about working efficiently. We don't have a lot of time. We're all very busy. So if we can get the same benefit in less time, I think that that's a great option to go for. One of the other reasons why HIIT training is so popular is a concept called EPOC, which stands for Excess Post-Exercise Oxygen Consumption. I know that's a mouthful. I'm going to go over what that means right now. Basically, what that means is when you are performing a workout, your body is being challenged, right? We're talking about cardio specifically. So our heart is, our heart rate is increasing. Our respiratory rate is increasing. Our body is working hard. That requires energy. After the workout is completed, our body also requires additional energy to go back to our baseline or our resting state in our bodies that requires energy. So if we are doing high intensity training, it's actually going to require slightly more energy afterwards to return back to baseline. That energy requirement to return back to baseline is that EPOC. That's what that means. Excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. You are performing this high-intensity interval training at a higher level than, say, for if you are performing the same exercise for a longer duration at a steady state, you're going to require more energy to return back to baseline. So you actually burn slightly more calories even after the workout is completed for uh, several hours afterwards. Again, this varies depending on the intensity and duration of the workout, but you actually get a slight calorie burn even after the workout is completed, which is that um, energy required to return back to baseline. This is also called afterburn. So if you've ever heard that phrase before, that's what that means. So that's another benefit of HIT training, especially if you're working towards a fat loss goal. So that would be a couple pros for HIT training. A con would be that it is very high intensity. So it's not wise for all people to perform exercise at that high intensity level. So you need to make the best decision for you. However, HIIT training is also very adaptable. So you can decide what intensity level is going to work well for you and then adjust accordingly. That's another reason why I really enjoy HIIT is because the intervals can be adapted to meet each person's individual fitness level. But remember, the most efficient and effective use of your time in HIIT training does involve working at a high intensity. So you do have to make the best decision for you in terms of what you're comfortable uh performing in terms of your impact, your time, etc. So you have to keep those things in mind to make the best decision for you. 
The last form of cardio training that I'm going to go over today is Tabata, and this is actually a very specific protocol of HIIT training. So this type or Tabata is not as flexible as just more general HIIT training. This is a very specific protocol that has specific times attached to it. It was developed initially by a Japanese exercise research scientist named Izumi Tabata, which is where the name comes from. And I'm pretty sure it was developed for utilization in the Olympic speed skating uh, sport. And what it is, is a, like I said, very specific intervals of time. You start with about a 10 minute warm up, and then the intervals, the working intervals are 20 seconds of work, followed by 10 seconds of rest, repeated for a total of four minutes. And that's it. Your workout is done. Then you move to a cool down and you're done. Now, when you hear that, you say, wow, that is very fast. I can't believe I can get a big benefit in just four minutes of work. Well, here's the catch. The 20 seconds of work that you do in each working interval has to be an all out 100% effort as hard as you can go for those 20 seconds, followed by 10 seconds of rest, and then repeat that for four minutes. You can get a huge amount of work done by performing your workout in this fashion. The demand on the body is extremely high. So because of that, notionally, EPOC will be greatly increased as well, which means you'll get an even bigger afterburn after the workout is completed. The research is still being done on this, so I can't say definitively. So, But notionally, you would think that as the work increases during your exercise, during the actual workout, the epoch would also be increased as well. So the pros of doing Tabata workouts is just that. You can get a huge amount of work done in a very, very short period of time. More benefit, less time. One of the cons, however, is that it's actually incredibly difficult to do. Most people have a very hard time pushing themselves that hard for those, for those working intervals, you need to pick an exercise that you can actually go all out doing. So again, sticking to more cardio-based exercises like running, biking, or rowing might be a little bit easier to do, but you need to be pushing yourself as hard as you possibly can. And so I would give the same advice as I gave in the previous hit section. That is not always advisable for all people. You need to make the best choice for you. For some people, it is incredibly unwise to push your body that hard, especially if you are new to this style of training. So I would suggest starting at an initial level and then maybe slowly work your, your, work your way up to Tabata over a period of time. But again, in order to get the most effective workout when you're utilizing this Tabata protocol, you need to be able to push your body incredibly hard for that 20 second interval. Not always advisable for all people. So again, I would just advise you to take all of this information in and utilize it to make the best decision for you in service of your goals. All right, so let's do a quick review of the three different types of cardio that I've gone over. We have LIS or low intensity steady state cardio that is performing a cardio exercise at a moderate or low intensity for an extended period of time. This is a great option if you are preparing for an event or sport that requires you to perform in this manner at a low intensity for an extended period of time. 
Not the best choice if fat loss is your goal, but again, everything that we do has to be goal specific. So if you're working towards a, a endurance-based activity, for example, a race, a 5K, 10K, and beyond, steady state cardio is a great option for you. We also have HIT training, which stands for high intensity interval training. This is when you have work intervals of activity followed by intervals of rest and then repeating those intervals. Now I didn't go over the length of time for intervals and I did that intentionally because the length of time will vary depending on the uh, person's ability level, their current fitness level and what their desired goals are, as well as the allocated time that they have to do their workouts. A good framework to start with is one-to-one. You can have a one-to-one relationship between the working interval and the rest interval. For example, you could have a one-minute work interval followed by a one-minute rest interval. The possibilities are pretty endless when you're talking about the duration of intervals and the relationship between each interval. If you have any questions or would like some additional guidance on this, feel free to send me a message on social media. I'd be happy to help you with this. HIIT training is a great option if you are limited in your time to get your workouts completed or if you're working towards a fat loss goal. It's a great way to get a lot done in a short period of time. And like I said before, you can adapt it easily based on the exercise selection and the duration of the intervals. You can easily adapt it to suit your personal fitness level. It also has that epoch element to it, which is that excess post-exercise oxygen consumption or the energy required to return back to baseline after your workout is completed. Gives you that nice little afterburn effect, which is always nice. So it's a great option if you're working towards fat loss, if you have a limited amount of time, if you're looking to increase that epoch. However, it does require a high-intensity working period of time, which isn't always advisable for everyone, so you always have to make the best decision for you in this regard. Lastly, we have Tabata training, which is that very specific protocol of HIIT training, which has those 20-second working intervals followed by 10 seconds of rest for a total of four minutes. This is a great option if you are extremely limited on time and are looking to get the best bang for your buck when you're working out. Because it requires such a intense all-out effort during your working intervals, it is not advisable for everyone. So again, always make the best decision for you, your current fitness level, and what your personal goals are. All right, so that is the three types of cardio. I hope that you can utilize this information to make the best decision for you. The great thing about this is that you don't need to commit to one and neglect the other two. You can easily integrate all three types of cardio into your fitness routine if you are interested in doing so. Again, always pick the one that is the best choice for you based on your current season of life, your current schedule, your current desires, and what your goals are. These are only three of the many, many different options available to you. Give yourself permission to be creative with it, experiment, try new things, and figure out what's going to work well for you. I hope that you found this episode helpful. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what your favorite type of cardio is or how you are currently working cardio into your fitness routine. Do you like Tabata? Are you more of a steady state cardio person? Let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton or on Facebook, Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. I'd love to hear more about your uh, preferences and what type of cardio you 
enjoy. I personally like HIIT training. I work it into my own fitness routine and I put it in a lot of my clients' workouts as well. They seem to enjoy it. But really, you're only limited to your own imagination. There's lots of different ways that you can fit activity into your life in a way that works for you. So this is it for me today. I wish you luck in your workouts this week, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.